Okay, hi everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Talking Trikes. Uh, I'm Darcy. I've been involved in the sport for eight years now, um, and we just want to start this up so we can get some awesome community engagement in this interesting time known as coronavirus. So today I'm joining me. I've got Carl Lerich. So to most people, Carl doesn't need an explanation of his achievements and what he's done in the sport but he can give one anyway for those who don't know who the man, the myth, the legend is himself. So take it away, Carl. Yeah, so uh, I've been involved in the sport for uh, as long as I can remember now, um, many years. Um, I started back in you know primary school racing uh, NG Breakthrough and then kind of just led from there and uh, I've raced every, every race hot probably there is and um, still racing to this day so um looking forward to getting back to some racing obviously uh post covid so that's that's my story absolutely man absolutely it's a tough time for everyone as the media keeps telling us um but it is difficult getting not being able to race for such a long period of time so just a brief explanation of me i started racing eight years ago in a trike called triple p paradise primary school it was an absolute turd of a trike. It was the <laughs> slowest thing in history. Yeah. Good roll, yeah. good thing. But um, it, uh, humble beginning start, racing in Nordmoranex, Focus, uh, jumping up to the big leap this year and seeing where things go. So I know you've moved to Queensland, Carl, a bit out of the way from when you used to live in Bendigo. So how's that been yep. training, man? Yeah, it's been it's been pretty good. Um, obviously, moved to Brisbane to uh, start up my own business, um, and that took off great. Uh, and then, you know, a few months later, COVID hits, and uh, yeah, it kind of uh, went all up in the air. But to be honest, it gave me a, a good chance to kind of uh, train and and spend a lot of time in the garage and spend a lot of stupid hours on the bike. But I'm really enjoying it, and. Uh, it's nice and warm, you know, like I can go out in summer kit still and it's nearly July and uh, that's, that's pretty unheard of all. All my mates back home they're, you know, they're not even wanting to venture out and here I am riding in summer kit, you know, so um, pretty good. Um, and, you know, getting back to work and, and enjoying things again. So yeah, slow road, but enjoying it. Man, I'm so jealous. I have to sometimes fall my toes out because it's so cold here. Yeah. <laughs> lucky, lucky man. And how about you, mate? Like, how's, how's Adelaide been? Uh, been cold there or have you been getting out on the bike or what's been happening for you? Yeah, it's been tough, man. It's been different and tough um, since I've dropped out, well, didn't drop out, but uh, graduated high school, um, worked into the big league. So I've been doing university as well as working at a bike shop, um, which you'd think would entice more cycling, but it's actually done the opposite. Um, yeah. But I'm still getting out. I'm hitting up the trainer and when I can getting out on the bike, even though it is stupidly cold. Um, haven't had much trike time though, unfortunately, um, but we're slowly working back into it as our restrictions drop because we've done pretty yeah. with old COVID. So, but other than that, man, it's been okay. A uh, bit of a drop, but it's not been too bad as. Yeah, okay. So are you still getting, are you still allowed to go to Big Park or, or what's, yeah. what's allowed? Yeah. Yeah. We're just, um, okay. We're currently working with the organisation to have a book for trainings. So okay. we're, we're doing lots of sort of means of preparation for when trike training can get back because Vic Park is generally where we like to train. Um, AIPP or um, 
always higher the venue out and it's awesome for us to train plenty of teams get out um, but working back into it whilst being sanitary is difficult because although trikes are fun they're not the most sanitary little vehicles especially with all yeah. that sweat and lovely stuff that's inside there so but getting out and training by yourself is still number one priority for me just staying on top of it even though it is difficult so yeah the season thus far let's just say we didn't get too far um we there was one race held in lang lang um brand new series race for the vix uh for the vix um that was taken out by toothless uh with d-town a second thought that was pretty good starter race and it would have been a really good matchup as well as sort of lead into the series um especially for the guys in water racing i think that them taking that out it's a good step forward into maybe getting the momentum to carry it further through the series so what do you reckon about that man yeah like i think obviously they had uh an awesome uh year last year and um came out on top when it mattered and to start the season off i know it was a victorian victorian race but it's a win's a win um obviously we've only had one race and you know they're sitting saying well we're we're one and not one and not zero so they gotta be happy with that um i know that you know yeah COVID hit but you know i'm sure they're they're keen to hit the track again and, and show us you know what they've got so good yeah start. so yeah straight after that it's just like dominoes falling once Thaggy fell then beginning series of the ARPP fell, some more big series fell. And so currently we're looking at a race starting up in the 15th of August in Adelaide. So what, what do you reckon are the chances of them actually being able to run that event? Because it's, it's an Australian series and do you think it will be fair for the ARPP to run it even though restrictions may not be lifted yet fully? especially for yeah. the Victorians. Yeah, it's it's a tough it's a tough kind of question to answer. I, I think it would be great regardless for an event to go ahead, whether it's mm. just South Australian uh, you know, teams that can compete. Mm. Um, and I think it'll only like, you know, put that fire in the belly for the Victorian teams and, and the rest of, you know, Australia yeah. to get back to racing. Uh, the way that things have been going, you know, every everyone was kind of making good progress, and then this past week or so, yeah. Victoria really uh, took a took a sideways step. Um, from from what I'm thinking, I, I believe it will go ahead, uh, but it's kind of just been you know nearly week by week with updates on you know cases and numbers and and data and stuff like that. So i believe it will um and i hope it does and i hope that everyone can get there and race because mm. i think it'd be an amazing race like after through you know getting through all this and everyone will be yeah very eager to hit the track uh, including myself and i'm sure you as well and mm. you know it'd be fireworks i think on those first few laps it'd be pretty exciting to see yeah it's um it's going to be an interesting race if it does go ahead for sure i think a lot of fresh minds out there that haven't worn themselves in through some of the earlier rounds. It, it could be interesting, especially for the marshals. Um, but I think people would take it easier. Well, you'd hope they'd take it easier because if you go full out guns blazing on the first lap, you know, there could be trouble. But I think overall, we hope that the restrictions drop because you don't really want just a South Australian team to clean it up. You want 
great competition. You want heaps of people out there and you want to see a really close, fun race. So although I, I think it will go ahead, especially for South Australia, um, they're doing really well. We're doing really well with our um, coronavirus cases, of course. But I think overall, you'd really want it to be a full Australian event because it is the Australian International Pedigree Series. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Last season, what happened? That was one of the best seasons Pedigree's ever seen. I think Toothless come, or Einbach coming on out on top was one of the best races and closest races I've seen. Um, just the grit of all the teams out there was awesome. So what happened there, Carl, man? Um, look, it was a great race. And, you know, credit to the, the Waddle crew and Ironbark. They, they uh, put, it, put it to us. I raced um, for Relentless and we were going for the three-peat. Um, and we were pretty, pretty keen for that. And, look, they, they just came ready to race and they just you know took it took it to us and and we were kind of just like it's honestly during the race it just felt like we were just you know chasing their tail the whole race and never quite getting there um and uh you know obviously racing's racing things happen and and we just to be totally honest we just we didn't we weren't up to it you know we they were the better team yeah they uh they just raced a better race and, and they were the better team on the day. That's, you know, incidents happen, you know, crashes happen. You have, you know, we had a lot of incidents where, you know, the, the wheel alignment or the truck was just running slow, but that's just part of racing. Things happen. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, and you can't go, go away and say, oh, we lost the race because of this or that, that. We lost the race because they just outperformed us and credit to them because they've been uh, chomping at the bit for a quite, a, quite a few years and, and they honestly deserve the win. Um, but the top few teams like, you know, PHP, G-Trix, there were some really, really good teams. Um, even Darlene, like these teams are just lying around and, and, uh, I've been riding, you know, at, at a higher level, um, for quite a few years and, and geez, there's some quick, quick teams out there. I can say that, yeah. Yeah, man, they're getting closer. Like they're nipping at your heels, I think. Unhinged is really coming into their own, but G Trikes with the new okay. Matrix Pro, that thing is absolutely hooking. Like you're just riding along, tapping along, and all you see is this just pink and purple blue just fly past you. And you're like, what's going on here? But um, yeah. no, it was awesome race. I think the Waddle guys, it was their year. Um, they they did beat you, and that was really well done to them. I think that they really deserved it. Um, they've been working so hard for this. Um, and the support was for them. I think it's always good to see the underdog get up, but they weren't the underdog. They were always the big dogs. Yeah, they're definitely like all year. They're like the most consistent team, you know, every race they're they're the hardest team to beat, especially in a six hour. Um, They're they're just so consistent, like every single lap. Um, And I I guess uh, it was just their time. It clicked for them and they got things right. Their trike was super fast. Um, and we just, we just couldn't catch them. They got a lead and we just couldn't, we just couldn't get them back. So I think overall was cool, but there are so many more stories. I think a big story was in category S1, the primary schoolers. Seeing Wimmer of Vispa and Coromandel Black Betty fight it out was cool. It was cool to see them go faster than they've ever gone before. And they were really cool. They were really cool to watch. In the end, Rimmer of Vispa won it in the end. Um, 
close behind was Black Betty. But it was really cool to see these these really young kids just flying around. And like at training days, I'm just tapping around, just doing my thing. And then suddenly you see this primary school kid just like start coming up on you. Like, what's going on here? So it's really good to see them. I think that's a really cool opening story between the guy, the kids from the country versus the kids from the Adelaide Hills. So it's good to see what how that'll turn out in the future. But along with that, um, not trying to toot the own horn, but I think the the race in um, S3 for the senior schools was something special as well. I know I was a part of that journey between Lord Morata Focus, that was me, and um, Vector from St. Peter's. Um, that was fun. It was really close in the end. We all became good mates and we all um, loved what the racing came. So it came really close in the end. But um, I think on our end, we dropped the ball, had a couple of crashes and just... Um, not the greatest start as well. Like I had my first crash in years and that was, um, that was an experience to say the least, but, um, credit to the guys from St. Peter's. I think they were just hooking all year and that tricep, that white tricep, every time I saw it, oh, just give me chills. No, no, no. So that, that was, um, awesome. And I think in the end, they really deserved the win. Um, they were just so consistent and although both teams had a fair share of unlucky moments, they were the consistent guys um, that we needed to beat and unfortunately we couldn't get bread. But next year, well, this year, maybe for the folks, guys, um, and we'll see how the Saints goes with St. Peter's. So, but that's another opening. With Pembroke coming into the mix, I think this season will be a really interesting toss-up between the three teams. No, the guys from Pembroke are really quick. Um, they won the two Adelaide races overall, being a junior, a junior high team. So they're just wow. so fast. And I think that our senior boys, well, the senior boys better watch out because these uh, new young guns are coming to take their throne, I reckon. All right. So last season, we saw a whole bunch of new trike designs. Um, I think PHP bringing out, and Tricet, of course, bringing out the Aquila 3 as well as the Hornet. Um, those trikes are fast. I've tried the Hornet and wow, that thing is quick. Um, but also the Matrix Pro that was introduced in the earlier in the year, that thing is an absolute rocket. So I think for contenders this year, it'll be interesting to see who steps it up. I think um, G-Trikes definitely have the rider base to step it up and they know a lot of people that can make that trike fly. Um, but also PHP, there's, there's gonna be a lot of competitors that are really going to be eyeing for that top spot. And I think if it's all going to be who's done, it's all going to come down to who's done the hard work now. When you've got Corona, no one knows what's going on and whoever's the most dedicated. So, so what, what's your take on the contenders for this year? Man? Yeah, I think uh, really like if anyone turns up on the day and they put together like a great race, um, credit to them and anyone's really in a chance these days, it's that quick. Um, Waddle obviously going, you know, back to back would be pretty big for them. And I know that they'd be uh, really keen for that. And personally, they've definitely, you know, got the pace and, you know, they've got all the, all the riders there. Uh, and I saw Aurora was on the, on the start list for one thaggy. So whether that is a comeback number three to that we might see after COVID, I'm not sure. Um, you know, that was the main team that I started racing with um, and super quick. 
Uh, Azza always produces one hell of a trike, so I'm sure he's got, uh, oh, yeah. you know, something up his sleeve there. Um, interesting note, um, Steel von Hoff returning to trike racing in 2019, and uh, sneaky little rumour there that he's pushing some of the True Blue guys to get back together and uh, bring back the band. Wow. And it'd be pretty interesting. I know that um, everyone wants to see it, so if he can make it happen, who knows? But uh, I think... I think everyone on the, on the racing scene would be super keen um, and super probably scared to, to see them back on the track. But I, for one, would uh, love to see it happen and, and see that blue rocket out there again. So who knows? But, uh, yeah, it could be a really interesting year. Like, who knows where everyone's fitness is at? Um, but uh, I think um, it could be uh, one hell of a show. Yeah, well, having True Blue back and Aurora, well, Aurora just dominated the series with their rocket of a HP trike. And True Blue, what a team they were. I think they were so consistently good. And whenever they came to a race, they were always one of the dominant forces. Um, but you can't not mention the landless racing and water racing. Of course. Of course, of course you can't mention them. They, they, they've been dominating recently. They've always been the top two. Um, and although you have mention of these older teams that have that experience, you've still got these two almost titans of the sport that are still going to go out at each other. So I think it, I've seen a lot of videos from Waddle. I think they've been testing, they've been riding, they've been tapping around the velodrome in Bendigo. Um, likewise for Relentless, I've ridden past Vic Park and seen them trying out these new white rocket things. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be one hell of a season, especially if Aurora do make a comeback or if True Blue make a comeback, that'd be absolutely terrifying. Um, but awesome nonetheless. So I think it's going to be an interesting series nonetheless. That's, that's it, really. Spot on, mate. Yeah, spot on. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us for episode one of Talking Trikes. Um, it's really good to get back and start talking about trikes, HPB, pedal pre. Uh, it's definitely something I've missed in my life. It's been pretty sad. Um, but I think next week we have some pretty interesting stuff that's going to happen. Um, and I hope more that people can tune in. So what, what, what have we got planned next week, Carl? Yeah, next week we've got a couple of special interviews um, with some past riders, some past winners, and a few special mentions there. So make sure you uh, stay tuned for episode two of Talking Trikes. And we'll see you then.